What's up, guys? I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We have hundreds of weekly listeners, and I want to make sure that everyone listening is hyper aware of how I can serve them best. So if you're interested in hiring me as your life coach or hiring me as your nutritionist, or maybe you just want to get some free advice, head over to lifecoachzack.com book a free 30-minute consultation, serious inquiries only. And I would love to ask you serious, open-ended, powerful questions that are going to help you pivot your life in a better direction. Let's co-create an action plan and really step in to the greatest version of ourselves. Here's the podcast. To all the people that are watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Audible, my special guest today is Mandy Morris, creator of Authentic Living, founder of Heartland Retreat Center, trained therapist and coaches in over 60 plus countries. Her new book, Eight Secrets, just came out. Mandy, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me, Zach. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hop on the podcast today. So I'm someone, I'm very spiritual. I love meditation. I love uh, quantum physics. I love biohacking and, and physiology. And I also love manifestation. So can you tell the audience a little bit about manifestation and how they can use that in their favor in their life? Yeah. So manifestation's kind of gotten a bad rap because it's the idea that something's just going to plop on your lap and who knows how it happened and you know God's dropping a cloud down on you. But really manifestation is rooted in science and psychology. And it is the act of how we are, whether it's happening consciously or unconsciously, interacting with our environment and why things are looking the way that they are. So manifestation is really why our energy impacts the energy around us. And then my piece is understanding the communication system, what's really going on. Yeah. So is it more is it more of our thoughts that we create that manifest things or is it more of our energy and emotions that create the things? All and of the same. Emotions are a precursor to manifestation. I remember learning this talk about physics. Uh, I used to be surrounded by physicists of all sorts. And one of the biggest things that I learned was that emotions are a huge unit to consciousness, one of the first units of consciousness. And so Unfortunately, a lot of people are running around using emotions in the wrong way or being victim to them, but they're wildly important to the manifestation process. But of course, thoughts produce emotions. So there's kind of an entanglement. Right. Thoughts thoughts produce the emotions. If I think that I have everything I need in my life, I will be happy and I will be grateful. And more gratitude is going to circle back around to more manifestation into my life, right? Yeah. Well, gratitude sits at such a high vibrational standpoint on the emotional chart anyhow. So what a great vibration to live on. Right. So what are the most important emotions for manifesting? So it's funny because a lot of people will ask me this and I've noticed if I can backtrack, there's something about intentional energy and the emotions that we use to create what we want. Right. And so if I look at the intentional energy behind lack or fear or scarcity, everything's moving quite densely, quite slow. So matter's going to move more slowly there. And so although it's not bad, I don't like when people say, oh, I'm feeling terrible about myself. Now I've completely screwed up all my manifestation abilities. Not at all. But we just need to see it as feedback so that we can go into these higher emotions, as you're asking, which is neutrality, curiosity. And then as we get to that point, we can go higher and say genuine intentional energy, genuine happiness, genuine joy, genuine gratitude, not the toxic positivity or fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in what ways can we be more genuinely positive? 
So I go backwards. This is something that I've coined called counter manifesting. So freaking important to the manifestation process because a lot of people are looking forward. How do I get to what I want? But we're not looking at why do I not have what I have? And that's where the magic really happens with manifestation. So counter manifesting is what are all of the thoughts, beliefs, triggers, emotional roller coasters that I am riding on in my subconscious mind because that is the energy that's actually being sent out into the proverbial universe most often. And what is that conversation? And so that's really the missing piece piece is what am I counter manifesting? What's happening to my subconscious that is counteracting all of those pieces. And so a part of that is understanding kind of, like I said, what is the communication we're truly having? Right. And that's interesting because manifestation and correct me if I'm wrong, it works in your favor, but it can also work against you. You can manifest bad things as well, right? hundred percent. The idea that we manifest consciously is not true. We're manifesting all the time. We are energetic beings. We are constantly emitting different frequencies. So of course that communication system doesn't shut off just because we're not doing our mantra or affirmation that day. No, no. We have to understand the communication that we're having in those more subconscious moments. And that all comes from our past, our trauma, our programming and all of the, the junk, if you will. Right. Okay. So I want to pivot the conversation to action steps. Okay. How am I going to take your information that you're providing me, valuable information of wisdom, and apply it to my life. How do I, and I think this this is my first question, how do I check in with myself? How do I raise my consciousness so that I can be in more control in control of my emotions? So the first piece, and I actually have a whole like segment on this in my book, The Eight Secrets, and the first step is creating energetic check-ins. And this is not for us to judge ourselves because we might not like what we find. That tends to happen sometimes, but it's just to find feedback. We're treating ourselves like a science experiment. And so energetic check-ins, you set your alarm. If you can every hour, but you might hate me after, depending on where you're at vibrationally, or morning, noon, and night, and you're checking in, how do I feel? What are my dominant emotions? And if you can, we want to take it one step further and say, why? If we find a positive emotion, awesome. Let's run with it. Let's enhance it. Let's amplify it. If we find something where we're like, man, I'm really triggered or I'm really angry or I'm feeling a little bit anxious. Well, why? Well, my boss came in and looked at me a little funny. Okay. Well, why do you think they looked at you funny? Well, what I'm telling myself, this is the magic in changing this, is asking yourself, what am I telling myself about the stimuli that caused me to be triggered into an emotional experience that I don't actually want? And that whole why, what we're telling ourselves, we want to start breaking that down and saying, is this true? Is, is this true? Yeah. Someone else could have been angry. Someone could have been sad. Right. Someone could have been hopeless, but I chose that one. Well, then I can re-choose. Right. Okay. I, I have to ask you this question. What was it that started your spiritual journey? Or was there a book? Because I know that's such a hard, like when someone asked me that, I mean, there's so many, you know, directional changes that I went into, but was there a specific book or a class or a course or just a theory idea that really made you double down on all the work you're doing? You know, I'm a terrible student, to be honest with you. Everyone's like, Where'd, who'd you learn from? And I'm like, God, I don't know. Like, I, it just kind of plopped in my lap. I had a life of trauma, tons of dysfunction, self-loathing, didn't believe in myself. I mean, everything that could be wrong with a person, I felt like I was living that life. And it was this really pivotal moment. I was in an abusive relationship and the guy that I was dating threw glass at me. And all of a sudden, I just kind of woke up to the whole life. You know, I had the, the crime background and all of this stuff. And I was like, what am I doing? what is this? And I dropped to my knees and I called out, this was so theatrical, I know, but it, it actually happened this way. I dropped to my knees. I called to my higher power and I was like, I have got to be on this planet for some better reason. Show me the way. I release and surrender everything that I humanistically want. 
but bring me my purpose work. Let me feel peace. And my life completely turned around. I ended up meeting my husband, my having my incredible children, authentic living. My company was birthed and life was a constant, beautiful incline after that. So I think it was that spiritual epiphany of, I don't have to choose this anymore, even though it was what I was taught and I kept choosing it. I don't have to choose it anymore. Yeah. Amazing. What's your definition of God? Love, I guess. Just love. You know, I was very, I totally grew up in a religious household in some ways. And I thought God was this dude in the sky that like sent down thunderbolts. Right. But that wasn't true. No, not at all. Um, So now it's just this, this energy that's within me that I believe wants the best for me. It's an extension of me. Right. What's your favorite part about spirituality? That everybody thinks something different, but it still goes back to the same source. Yeah, it goes back to the same source. So what what are some words that you would use to describe spirituality? That's a good question. For me, this is what it means for me, expansion, unconditional love, centeredness, peace. When someone's finding their spirituality, which is a wild journey that we all are constantly changing and reestablishing because we're expanding our knowledge and expanding our energy just like the universe. And so I love that it's so malleable. It's ever-changing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Now I'm going to do you a favor for a second. Okay. I'm going to ask you, what are you currently manifesting? And you're going to put on the record here to manifest it. What are you currently manifesting? Oh, okay. Let's see. So I just finished my book. That was a huge manifestation. I said, I want to write a book with Hay House. That came true in incredible ways. The retreat center, all of that's done. I think the next thing would be hitting the New York times bestseller with the book. I'm really putting that out there in the universe. I, that makes me a little excited there. And um, having another child. Amazing. Well, you're definitely going to accomplish that. And I'm manifesting a New York Times bestseller as well. Thank I you. Just, yeah, I just finished writing my book and I'm sending it to the editor at some point in the next two weeks. And oh my I'm gosh. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get it out there. Um, it's such an amazing experience. If, if this is your first book and you don't know that, or you may already know that, but. No, it, it is my first book. And it was a lot more challenging than I originally thought. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I haven't even gotten the rough draft back yet. So I'm, I'm up against a lot more than I even realize right now in this moment, but I'm this trying is, to, this manage- is the part where it gets crazy. Cause you're like all oh, the editing piece, man, that's, that's the part. Yikes. So I'm also manifesting growing to six feet tall. Do you believe that that's possible? <laughs> um, so I truly hold the belief that if humans believe they could fly, we would all just lift off and do it. But we have to access such a high level of consciousness or access parts of our brain that we're not currently using that right. is it possible? Yes. Will it be possible in this lifetime given the human experience and the parameters? I don't know. Right. Amazing. Okay. So um, how do we access that higher consciousness? Kind of going back to that counter manifestation, depending where someone's coming at. Like back in the day, it wasn't like, let me just spiritually evolve to such a place that everything will be magical. It was let me deal with the human story that I'm carrying with me that's holding me back from being in my soul story. And so it's really, and it can be fun. Growth doesn't have to be difficult. We don't have to go into every trauma we've ever experienced, but we do have to know what we're working with in the now so we understand what that conversation really is with the universe. And then we find how to shift it. Interesting. Well said. What are some of your daily non-negotiables? Self-care. Uh, absolutely. So first thing in the morning, I wake up and I ask myself, what does the world need of me today that I can readily and easily give? My feet aren't allowed to hit the floor until I've said thank you. And I mean it three times. And then I go into my morning practice, which is no technology, um, you know, tea or coffee and moving my body. Those are the non-negotiables. And then after that, it is just me energetically checking in and saying, is my cup starting to feel a little bit empty? 
Um, you know, am I getting triggered? What, what's going on? And then it's just this ever evolving process of reshaping myself so that I'm staying in a high vibration and dealing with the dips that show up throughout the day. Amazing. What are some of your weaknesses or what's something that you don't really stay loyal to that you should, that you should be doing? Uh, exercise definitely is one of them lately. I, Cause I used to be so neurotically controlling about my body that I'm still on that journey of, I don't have to do that anymore. Um, and then something I used to think was a weakness, but it's really not anymore. Uh, I was told and diagnosed with ADHD and ADD. And I, it was so hard for me for a long time because that built a programming that there was something flawed in me or that I couldn't get things done. And so, and I still have that. I'll have these episodes of I'm just hyper six, you know, doing all this stuff, making everything happen. But then I go into my retreat phase and that's just massive self-care. I used to think that was a weakness, but now I've just built my whole business around it. Yeah. Amazing. Same. I, my, mine's kind of al along the same lines is gratitude and meditation and exercise, right? Yeah. Are the important things for me. And, and I, I have a lot of weaknesses too, but let me, let me ask this to someone that's listening on audible or Spotify or Apple podcast, maybe they're watching on YouTube. Um, and they're, they feel like the world's against them. Gas prices are $4 and 60 cents and inflation's crazy. And their income hasn't gone up and rent is so much money. And they just feel like I, I might as well give up. What, what's yeah. some advice you would tell that person. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of people out there right now. Totally. Totally. That was me most of my life. When life isn't happening for you, instead of seeing it that way, because what truly that's that stupid saying, or it's a great saying, but it's a little bit cliche now where your thought energy goes or where your thoughts go, energy flows like absolutely true. But what does that really mean? Like what the hell do you do with it? And so I've noticed that most often when life isn't showing up the way I want, it's not to screw things up. And so I, I really switched that in my mind to go, it's not here to sabotage. It's not because I'm on the wrong path. It's because I'm supposed to evolve and this is in my way. So this is just on the path towards what I desire. And so people ask me that so much, like the world is in such disarray, all of this madness, the pandemic feels like it's never going to end. And I'm like, yeah, but there is a level of consciousness that's evolving in all of us that we are not tapping into at times. And we can be living different realities side by side, but why is that? And that's because we have self-mastery or, of course, the opposite in which we don't believe that we're capable of controlling our reality, which truly, truly so. And I've seen this in so many ways, scientifically speaking, yes, spiritually as well, and the psychology of successful people. It is all about mastering ourselves and believing that the impossible is completely possible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being aware of our thoughts and, and looking at our thoughts as suggestions, not as the ultimate truth, which is something we talked about a couple minutes ago. And meditation for me is really important. Do you meditate often? So my meditation, because I don't sit still for very long, I don't like sit in silence very often, but I will sit outside and I will, like if I could show you the view right now, Zach, like I've got birds flying, there's this huge like mountain. So I'll get out in nature or I'm kayaking, something that's moving me still, but that's my form of meditation. So absolutely, I'm probably in a meditative state most of the day, which is why I just kind of consciously channel all of the programs and things I create. But um, I don't just sit and zone out very often. Right. To wrap up here, what's some very simple advice you would give to everyone listening right now? Mm. This sounds a little bit silly, but it truly feels, it, it is absolutely true. Life can change instantaneously, but you do have to do the work, including in, in the realm of manifestation. All that magic comes after, but that saying of, uh, what is it? Life is always happening for you regardless. You might as well do something with it. It's so unbelievably true. Like just wake up every day, be 1%, just 1% better. Stop 
trying to fill in the rules and the gaps of being 100% just like that because it, you'll always self-sabotage it. But if you just focus on 1% more self-mastery, oh my gosh, like within just a month's time, you'll look back and say, how did I get here? This is so right. incredible. Amazing advice. Just got to be 1% better every single day. 1% better in health, 1% better in wealth, 1% better in happiness, 1% better in spirituality. Give one extra compliment, donate $1, let one person skip in front of you every single day. And uh, that's the recipe for happiness. So to all the people listening uh, or watching on YouTube, thank you so much for sticking around up until now. You can head over to the8secrets.com. That's T-H-E, the letter eight, secrets.com. Follow Mandy on Instagram at Manifest with Mandy. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on today, Mandy. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Zach. We'll see you soon, okay? Alrighty, take care. All right, thanks. Bye.